as we've preached your message on the power to prosper. Let every person here see and know what it is you've given to them. God wants us to really have tremendous breakthroughs in every area of our lives. And one of the biggest ones is the area of our financial and material life. And I want to do this by um, just reviewing what we shared last week when we talked about prosperity is the will of God. Now look at this scripture here. So 2 Kings chapter 4, you're going to get blessed today. Are you ready, folks? Yes. And talk about the power to prosper. Listen to this. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen, or to be servants and slaves. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what is in your house? And she said, Your handmaid, everybody listening? Gotta listen to this. There's major keys here. Your handmaid doesn't have anything in the house except a pot of oil. Then he said, go, borrow the vessels abroad of all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when you are come in, you shall shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels. And you shall set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt and live thou and thy children off the rest. Now, you're going to see some powerful things in this scripture today. Write this down. These are the points now. If you're going to change your life, these are major keys to prosperity. Number one is this. Identify what it is you have. Number two is this. Have the right people in your life who will help you to succeed. To be those who will provide you with the right knowledge and guidance. That's what we want. To see the, those with specialized knowledge and skills. How can they help you if they don't know what they're doing? Number three, develop a system. All of this I saw in eight verses. Develop a system of multiplication. But you start in an inexpensive way to multiply your gift. Number four. As we get these, as you write these down, I really believe God will enlighten you how you can make your system, what your system of multiplication is. 
Number four, build a team. You need a team. So get a team to help you. Now you notice she got her sons. Oh, I saw that. She got her sons. They were the first part of her team. She got them involved immediately. That's why initially we get family and friends to help us. And what it also tells us is this. Don't be afraid to ask people for help. And you know, we all need help. We can't do it all by ourselves. We will stay small if we don't get help. We need other people beyond ourselves. Everyone see that? So build a team. So get a team to help you, okay? You know, share with them. Here's the point now under this building the team. Share with them what it is you want to do and how they can help you. You got to be specific. Tell them exactly how they can help you. There's different people you need. Again, depending on what you're gifted, depending on where you're going, depending on what you're pursuing, you've got to get these specialized people. And say, I need, I'm doing this, and can you do this for me? Different people can help you do different things. Everyone see that? But all of these components we're talking about, knowing what you have, building, um, develop, uh, sorry, having the right people, the right counselor, developing a system, multiplication, building a team. These are all critical things for your success. Amen? Amen? So share with them exactly. Um, and God will help you as you use this. Now, number five, get to work. What did I say? Yeah. Get, get to, work. to work. Now, this is a big one. Because, you see, no distractions. Work time is work time. It's not play time. So when it's work time, you should be doing what? Working. Working, not playing, not talking, not doing the other stuff. What are you doing? You are working. So it's production time, not consumption time. So you notice the leaders in the world, what are they doing? They are the producers. Who am I talking to? Producers. That's who you are. You are producers. You're consumed, but you see, you're most of your life, a lot of your time is doing what? Is producing. You're producing something. It's the producers who are the wealth makers and the wealth creators. Amen? So get to, so get to work. Tell someone, get to work. So think about this now. As you work diligently, multiplication will occur. Now go back to that. Notice, as they poured the oil, what happened? More came. More vessels were, were being filled up. This is what's really important. Think, write this scripture down. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8 and 12. It says this. It will bless the work of your what? Yes. That's where the power of God, that power to prosper, is in your hands. Now here it is now. Three qualities we, you need in your good workers. Number one, they must be willing to work. Mm -hmm. So the workers, they must be willing to work. Those people are going to help you succeed. They must be willing to work. What does that mean? Don't bring people into your, into your organization who are not willing to work. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Or if they're lazy, they're not going to help you. Number two, they must be willing to learn. Why? Because they've got to learn how to get this thing done. They've got to be willing to what? Learn. If you're willing to learn, it means you are teachable. Everyone got that? So if someone is not willing to work, they have no help to you. If they're not willing to learn or they're not teachable, cross them off, not willing. Number three, willing to grow. Why? Because where you are today is not where you're going to be next year. If there's going to be growth, they've got to grow with you. I'm telling you, folks, this is helping you. Amen. Everyone got that? Yes, yes. By the way, these are qualities God's looking for in his people in building his house. Amen. He's looking for people who are willing to work. 
That means I can't work with people who are not willing to work. If people are sloppy and lazy, can, no, they can't even help. If they're not willing to learn or they're not teachable, crossed off again. And what's the last one? Not willing to grow. Those are things that disqualify people with God, and they will disqualify the people who, will, who, who um, may be a part of your team. Does anyone hear what I'm saying here? And all of us, we've got to make sure we're growing in these attributes in our lives, that we're willing to what? Willing to work. We're willing to learn. We're teachable, willing to learn, and we're willing to grow. We're always growing in our lives. Everyone hear what I'm saying? Now, you see, if you're surrounded with people who are the negative of those things, guess where you're going to be? You're going to be down here on the low level. That's right. If you'll just take that alone, it'll answer a whole lot of questions of why sometimes you seem to have been locked in this place of stagnancy because of association. Anyone hear me? That was number one. Number five, get to work. Tell someone, tell them, get to work. Get to work. Get to work. This is applicable. And by the way, even in, let's say, we're talking, so when you're hearing some of these things, say, Pascal, this sounds like people who are leading a business, leading something. Well, this applies to you leading your life. Yes. And even if you're working for someone, and you know that people, employers, they're looking for people who are willing to work, not make excuses. They're looking for people who are disciplined. They're punctual. They're on time. They're looking for those people. Because, you know, you know contrary to our popular thinking, they're not just all over the place ready for hire. No, they're not. There's a lot of people who are not willing to work, unteachable, have a bad attitude, not willing to grow, and what they've got an entitlement, they've got an entitlement spirit, and they, they just want people to give me something. Mm. But see, those kind of people, they become a drag on you. Yeah. Is anyone hear what I'm saying here? Yeah. You want we talk, I'm talking to some good people here. I'm talking to some people who are leaders here. Yeah. We're talking about so if you're gonna lead your company, lead your organization, lead your life, you better have these qualities being developed in your life in a strong way. Is, is anyone hear what I'm saying here? So you remember, production time is not consumption time. Production time is not play time. Wouldn't that also mean that whoever you're working for, you're not wasting time on the internet when you're supposed to be working? Doesn't it mean that? Doesn't it mean that you're clocking in on time, not late? Doesn't it mean that you are giving your very best, not your worst? Is anyone hear what I'm saying? Doesn't it mean that you're not, critical, you're not criticizing your manager, the employer, the company, when you're working for them? Doesn't it mean all of that? Yeah. Giving your best. Someone say, give your best. Give your best. Now, you see, look at this scripture. Go, go what did I say? Second King chapter 4. It's interesting. It says this. Just give me a few moments here. Look at what it says here. I think there's an interesting um, verse 4. When you are coming, you shall shut the door upon you and upon your sons and shall pour out into all those vessels. You see the picture there? Yeah. yeah. That's right. No distractions. You see the focus? Yeah. We've got to be serious about prosperity. We've got to be serious about going, getting ahead for our lives and for our families and to honor God. There's no distractions here. I've got, so I've got something to do here. I'm on a prosperity assignment here. You see that? So there was a focus. That's another key we should write down there as part of that whole thing here as far as work. Is that our work requires focus. When you're focused, you're not distracted. When you're focused and not distracted, you're not allowing anybody to distract you. Are you listening? Why? Because you're serious about your life. You're serious about the direction of your life. 
You're serious about your prosperity and you're making no excuses. Why? You realize God's given me the power to prosper and nothing and no one is going to stop me. That's the attitude. Is anyone hearing this, folks? Glory, hallelujah. Are you thrilled about this? Or is it too strong? Number six, you got to market or sell what you've produced. You see right here in this, in this verse here. Because it says, it says in verse um, 6, it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there's not no more vessels. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. See the continual counsel. And he said, go sell the oil, pay the debt, live thou and your children off the rest. That's where I got this market or sell what you produce. I mean, you know, you can have a good product, but it's no good if people don't know about it. Everyone see that? So she had to get the word out. So uh, once you develop your gift and go through these steps, you've got to get the word out about what you have and, and be bold about it. Hey, listen to what I'm saying? As long as it's something good, you've got nothing to be ashamed of. You're bringing an answer to the world. You're bringing a solution to the market. You're bringing help to the community. Well, say it. Tell other people about it. Amen? And then you'll have your team help you to do that. So get the word out about your gift, your product, your services. Put in place a system to sell or market what you've produced. And sell, I've noticed this, sell your product or service at a fair price. Fair to you and fair to the consumer. Isn't that interesting? It's got to be fair to you so that you, you can live off of it, but it's fair to the consumer too. So it's affordable. Isn't that interesting? Number seven, what to do with your business um, profits. Now you've got to take this message and you can really build on all these different points because it tells you this. This is what she did. He says, when he said, after you sell it, which means you're getting money, mm -hmm. money's coming. And he tells her exactly, he said, pay the, the debt, live thou and your children of the rest. So number seven, what to do with the business profits? Number one, pay your debts. Everyone see that? So pay your debts. Listen now. It says here, pay the people who help you multiply your gift, product, or service. You've got to do that. And you've got to make sure you tithe and honor God. Everyone see that? And it says, live off what you get. Live off the rest. Which means, does not tell you then, live thou and your children off the rest. So there was more than enough for her and her entire family. Everyone see that? This is powerful, folks. Amen. So it says, live off what you get. Now, I mean, that means there was savings involved. But I see something else here. And write this down. Develop a business that both you and your children can live off. All of this in this. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. But you can also, in point eight, I said, build something that can outlive you. Build something that is big enough for your children after you to live off. I believe that's part of God's will for your life. Hallelujah. You have power to prosper. Look at your hands again, somebody. Look at those hands. Look at them seriously. Look at your hands. Everybody, let's look at your hands. As you look at those hands, you need to believe God's given me the power to prosper. Hey, listen to me. Is given you the power to prosper. He's given the believer the power to prosper. And so he's asking you, what are you going to do? What are you going to put your hands to? In some cases, it's almost like he's put it now back on you. He's now given you the power to prosper. What are you going to do with that power? What are you going to do 
with that ability. Hallelujah, somebody. Now we're going to pray a little bit. Just close your eyes right now. And I'm believing God. Just right now, everybody, just close your eyes just reverently before the Lord. Now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, as your people have heard your word, they've listened to your word today. Let every person here today, as we preach your message on the power to prosper, let every person here see and know what it is you've given to them. What it is that they can multiply, grow, and prosper with the power to prosper that you've invested in them. You said you would bless the work of their hands. So I asked them to, let's make it so clear, make it so clear to them. Just like that woman, you put it back on her to decide and to see what she had in her house. Let each one here see and know what they have in their house, what they have under their control. Lord, you're not going to tell them what they have. They're going to see what they have. You're not going to tell them what to do or what they should do. They're going to have to make that decision themselves like this woman did. So let each person, Lord, see it clearly in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you are waiting for them to identify and to run with that gift and ability that you've given to them, that you will prosper. You will prosper them as you prospered this woman and revolutionized her life, totally changed her life from one of poverty to abundance and prosperity. So, Father, I thank you for this. And I believe now, as they see what they're to do, what they're to focus on, what they're to major on, what they're to do, I agree with them now, and I pray for them that they will receive wisdom to know what to do with what they have in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just a moment before we go, just raise your hand before heaven. Father, thank you. I want you to thank God right now personally. Thank him that he's, he's given you the power to prosper. Thank him that you have gifts, talents, and abilities. And I believe as I was preaching today, teaching the word of God, I believe whatever that is that you're supposed to do, it became clearer in your heart and mind. And now you realize that there's some things you must do. There's some work you must do now. And God will back you as you work, as you go to work, as you get these things moving in your life. Father, we thank you now. Father, we honor you now. Father, we praise your name now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And Lord, I thank you that your people will not be presumptuous, waiting for you to do what they're to do. And they'll believe you've given them the power to prosper. And that they'll put their hands to the things they need to do. That they're people who are willing to work. Praise God. They're willing to learn. They're willing to grow. They're willing to prosper. They're willing to get up and, and make their lives count for you and be a difference in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the spirit of prosperity that comes.
comes upon every family, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl in this congregation. And even all those who are hearing this program through live stream, through YouTube, however they're hearing it, I thank you that they received this word and your message to them today, that they, they have received the power to prosper and that the work of their hands are blessed in the name of Jesus. I thank you for witty ideas. Thank you for inventions, creative ideas, creative abilities. I thank you for counselors, the right people that, that you bring into their lives to help them to prosper in the name of Jesus, who will cooperate with their prosperity. Thank you for giving them the right team, the right people who will work with them and help them and cooperate with them. Thank you that they go to work, praise God. Thank you for helping them to build systems of multiplication and increase in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you that your people, they prosper. They prosper. They prosper. They prosper. They prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I break the power of poverty, even the mindsets and the behaviors of poverty. And I say now, that as they move in, this li in line with your prosperity and abundance, they develop new attitudes of prosperity. They develop new behavior of prosperity in the name of Jesus. They develop new associations of prosperity and they increase in Jesus name and they always remember that it is the Lord their God who has given them the power to get wealth that you may establish your covenant which you swear to our fathers as it is this day hallelujah we thank you today that it is the blessing of the Lord that makes them rich and adds no sorrow with it so I speak the blessing of God upon your people. I speak the blessing and the power of God, the power to prosper upon the hearers and viewers today in the name of Jesus. You know, it's the most important thing we can do is receive what God's given to us. And the one thing is given us Jesus. So we can have a right relationship with God. We're not talking about a religion. We're talking about a right relationship with God. And he's made that possible by when he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. In doing that, he bore our sins so we can be forgiven, not, but just, not just forgiven, we can be cleansed of all of our sins. We could be made right with God. The Bible says we made a new creation in Christ Jesus where the old is past and the new has come. That's God's will for every person on this planet. So if you're here today, you've never personally received the forgiveness of God. You've never personally received Jesus as the Lord of your life. We want to just help you to do that today so you can know God like we know him today. If you're here today, just raise your hand. You've never received Jesus or you might have lived for him before, but you're back so you're not living for him. You're here today. You want to do that. Just want to make sure before we close today. Praise God. One more time. You want to receive Jesus. Everybody has. Praise God. Well, lift our hands before God again. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We honor you. Will you worship God? Just thank God a moment and thank him for prospering you. Thank him for the word we've received today. That word is changing our lives. Praise God. As you act upon that word today, I'm telling you, your life is going to be revolutionized. Your life is going to take on the provision and the prosperity of God. You're going to be a greater vessel and channel of blessing to bless people in the name of the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for the provision for every family in this congregation. 
Your people are going from strength to strength, from glory to glory, from provision to provision. I thank you that you are supplying every need of every family of this congregation and the people here and today. Father, thank you that the Lord, you are our shepherd. We do not lack and we do not want. We thank you for your rich blessings upon your people today. We honor you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Let me close by saying this one more thing. I should have said this before. Make sure, every believer, you take your place in the work of God. Because it's not, God, this, the message we had is about your prosperity. God wants to prosper you. But a big part of it, making sure you say, God, what would you have me to do? That's why we always mention it as pastors. God wants as a part for you in his work. His work is the local church and the body of Christ. Make sure you're taking your place actively as part of your ministry to him, to people, his body, and to the world. The more people in the local church take their place seriously, on time, serving with the very best, is the more people have a better, more accurate representation of Jesus in this community. Amen, so I encourage you, take your place, whatever gift or ability, however you can serve in this local church, take your place. So if you're listening on, by television, however you can take your place to help your pastor, to help your local church reach people for Jesus, disciple people for Jesus, then let's do that together. Amen, praise God. Well, God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Praise God. Hallelujah, somebody. Thank you for tuning into our program today. If this program has been a blessing to you, I encourage you to become a monthly partner to help us to share God's word to the nations. As a thank you, I'd like to send you a copy of my book, Foundation for Leaders 101, which will help you to take your place in the body of Christ and in the world. Again, thank you for being a monthly partner. Thank you for joining the broadcast today and for watching. As you watch, maybe you say, I don't know God. Or maybe you once knew God and you're not uh, walking with Him and trusting Him at this time. Well, I've got some great news for you. God loves you. And He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to bring you into fellowship and in relationship with Him. The Bible tells us in John 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that whosoever means you and me. Today, you can come to God. Today, you can be in fellowship with God. You can walk with God. He desired to have fellowship with you and to show you his love and his goodness. You may say, how do I do that? Well, it's very simple. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. It says that if we will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with our mouth, and believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, we will be saved. So it's as simple as saying, God, I'm a sinner. I don't know you as my Savior. I'm not walking with you. But I believe you gave Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins. And I open up my heart, and I receive your Son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and my Savior. And that's the simple steps in coming in relationship with God. If you've confessed and if you've said that today, I want to say welcome to the family of God. I want to encourage if you've taken that step in following God and following Jesus Christ as your Lord. The next step is to begin to attend a Bible-believing church and hearing God's Word and praying daily. If you're in the area of Foundation for Life Family Church, we welcome you to come and fellowship with us and meet others. 
feel free to contact us and write us. We'd love to get some information in your hands on how you can now grow in your new relationship with God. And welcome to the family of God. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on Healing for the Nations with Pastor Carl Lewis. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we encourage you to partner with us financially to continue the teaching of God's Word. To give, please write to Foundation for Life Christian Ministries or securely online at foundationforlife.ca. Healing for the Nations is a ministry of Foundation for Life Christian Ministries. Visit foundationforlife.ca and avail yourself of our valuable life-building resources for free. Join us next time on Healing for the Nations.